The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America. Welcome to the 41st ever show of All Around Sports, where each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time we broadcast live. And today we have a very special broadcast live from Radio Row in Indianapolis, site of Super Bowl 46. And today we will go, as usual, all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, it was another super wild week in sports. And as usual, I would discuss the highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items that dominated this past week's news. In in a half an hour, I will welcome our weekly expert call-in guest, Barry Rubenstein from the New York post with his New York Giants perspective. Well, my highlight of the week is Indianapolis as a host city for the Super Bowl. It has been fabulous. The streets look like midtown Manhattan. The weather is beautiful to make up for last year's debacle in Dallas. And the city has really stepped up to make this a wonderful week, highlighted by the super popular zip line that's a block long and it is just nonstop uh, 24-7. People ziplining through downtown Indianapolis. Quite a sight. The one negative I would associate this week is my low light of the week, which is the Colts fans booing the Patriots during media day on Tuesday at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's the first time fans were allowed in the stands during this event, and nobody knows better than me how huge this rivalry is, but I was very surprised, and it was very out of place to see... uh, and here, booing it, media day. We'll let it go this time as a rookie mistake. And like I said, everything else this week has been spectacular. Another indie-related story, my bizarre story of the week, is Peyton Manning being cleared to play by his doctors just last evening. And uh, big story, needless to say, but it matters not. Since Colts owner Jim Irsay responded to... The, the doctor's clearance by saying that the Colts have not cleared Peyton to play. Bottom line, this ship has sailed, and Peyton Manning will never play another down for the Colts. The franchise has clearly moved on, and so have the fans. It's just uh, screamingly obvious. And now my event of the week, which is obviously the Super Bowl. And it is just non-stop activity. There's nothing like it. Uh, did Media Day on Tuesday. Today I'm on Radio Row. And Radio Row on Friday, uh, there's simply nothing else like it. For me, the last three Super Bowls that I've covered, it has been among the highlights of the week. Uh, and so far today, meaning in the last couple of hours, I have seen Joe Gibbs, Michael Irwin, Kurt Schilling, who lives in my town of Medfield, Massachusetts. So it was nice to say hello to Kurt. Uh, who did, he couldn't move five feet without being grabbed by another media outlet for an interview, and he did about five, all within 15, 20 feet of me. Others here, Dahane Jones, Amani Toomer, Jason Taylor, Eddie George, Vanilla Ice, huge hit, Matthew Stafford, Jordan Sparks, Mean Joe Green, 
quite a highlight. Maurice Jones-Drew, Warren Sapp, Rosie O'Donnell, Troy Brown, formerly of the Patriots. Chris Dolman just did an interview about three feet behind me, behind the Voice America Sports Network table right here on Radio Row. So I'm standing here uh, surveying the scene. And again, quite a scene, to say the least. So, uh, And it only gets better. Typical uh, attendees on Friday afternoon uh, will be, in the past, have been Adam Sandler and uh, Joe Montana. So looking forward to a big afternoon. Trust me, when the show's over, I will not be leaving Radio Row. It's the place to be on the Friday afternoon of Super Bowl week. Well, on Tuesday, as I mentioned, I covered media day in Lucas Oil Stadium, which is absolutely spectacular. What a gorgeous facility. I also covered the NBC press conference, and I got some great sound at both places. Uh, but I really liked, uh, just to put the game in perspective and start off uh, you know, with some of the sound that I gathered, uh, what this game will mean to the Patriots going back to 07, the loss four years ago to the Giants. And we'll start with Chris Collingsworth talking about all that was lost for the day, that day for the Patriots in the desert four years ago. Oh, and how important this game will be on Sunday. So here's Chris Collingsworth. Yeah, I mean, it was, you think about all that was lost for the Patriots on that drive. Um, first of all, Tom Brady and Randy Moss were going to be the heroes, right? They, in the last two minutes or whatever, three minutes, they drive the length of the field after having not done anything the whole day and score the winning touchdown. Celebration ensued. The Patriots' defense had been shutting down the Giants all day. And now, all of a sudden, probably the least likely character comes out and Eli Manning and David Tyree. They make the scramble, they make the throw, catch it on top of their helmet. And all the stuff that was supposed to be Tom Brady's 50 touchdowns and the game-winning drive in the Super Bowl. Randy Moss, complete redemption, 23 touchdowns, I think, on the year. The game-winning catch in the Super Bowl for a 19-0 season for the greatest team that's ever played in the history of the National Football League. And it all went away as they stood on the sideline and watched Eli Manning wave his magic wand going down the field to take it all away from him. Because now, does anybody ever talk about the, you know, 07 Patriots as being the greatest team ever? No. Well, they had sort of the same record that the Bears had or whatever. They lost one. They each lost one. But when you lose that game, when you lose that last game in that last two minutes, what it took away from the legacy of the Patriots franchise and that team, they'll never get over I promise you in that Super Bowl, now with NBC, of course, is former Patriot safety Rodney Harrison. I'm not, because with this matchup, I don't have to try to do anything. And one thing about me is I'm not an attention getter. I just speak the truth. And when the whole David Tyree catch came up, I stood up. I spoke the truth. I said I let my teammates down. So it's not about me getting attention. It's about me being objective and fair. Everyone expects me to say Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. No, if I feel something, I'm going to say it. It doesn't matter if Wes Walker doesn't like it, Vince Wilfork, Bill Belichick. I love all those guys, but I have a responsibility to be honest and fair with you guys and myself, and that's what I do. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And obviously, we're talking Super Bowl. I'm here on Radio Row in Indianapolis and uh, having a spectacular week. And today is always one of the highlights as the famous athletes and celebrities prayed through. But on Tuesday, I was at Media Day as well as the NBC press conference. Uh, we just heard Chris Collingsworth and Rodney Harrison. And let's talk, uh, let's listen now to Tony Dungy and what he had to say about enjoying the moment on Sunday. Over and over, and when I was coaching, I, I would tell that to the guys all the time. Enjoy the moment, enjoy this. Don't live like it's always going to be this way. Uh, you, you never know in this business. And, uh, it happens in a number of ways. We see firings. I, I still, it's hard for me to believe that, uh, you know, two and a half years ago, two years ago, Jim Caldwell sitting at these tables and talking about what it's like to be in the Super Bowl your first year as a coach. And, and two years later, he's not here. You know, no one could have predicted that. Um, but that's football. And it can be injuries. It can be things that change. Um, so you got to enjoy the moment, uh, but but Peyton's situation is is very very similar. You just you don't expect it. Uh, and uh, that was Tony Dungy talking about how important the moment is. We're using great examples with uh, uh, Jim Caldwell and Peyton Manning. And now let's get into a little football. And a real friend of the show uh, who's been on a few times on All Around Sports is. Patriots special teams demon Tracy White caught up with Tracy during media day on Tuesday. And uh, let's listen to what Tracy had to say about the game on Sunday. This is John Inglesby from Voice America Sports Network, and I'm here with Tracy White, who I've interviewed a few times on All Around Sports. And Tracy, uh, welcome to Media Day at the Super Bowl. Oh, glad I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Overwhelming experience. You know, we got the fans. A new thing they're doing uh, this this year, so um, this is great, great for them and great for the players that being their first time here in the Super Bowl, especially me. So this is your first Media Day and first Super Bowl, correct? Yes. And you've been in the league how long? This is my ninth year. Ninth year? Yes. Wow. And how many teams have you played for? Uh, this is my fifth. It's your fifth? Yes. Okay. Well, I was uh, at the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. as well as the Broncos game, needless to say. One missed those. And uh, 
What are your thoughts on the game against the Ravens? That was maybe the best I've ever seen Gillette Stadium, and I've been going to games for yeah. 10 years. You know, uh, seeing you know throwing punches back and forth, our fans had a, had a, had our backs in there. We we needed them when we uh you know we called upon them. So um, everything worked in favor of us, and uh, we you know basically it was a team that made the least mistakes once. So I, I think I guess we made less mistakes than them, and uh, we we wanted it more. And what were your thoughts at the end of the game when uh, they, they were you know, heading for that final drive, uh, Cundiff misses the field goal, Sterling Moore makes the great play prior to that? Uh, I mean, obviously we're saying this, this this is our time we're here. So, uh, you know, like I say, uh, that was a mistake they made. And, um, you know, you know that was the uh, end results to the game for them. And uh, we here in the chance, we won the championship here in the Super Bowl today. And just catching up on the postseason since we haven't talked uh, since then, and, uh, what were your thoughts on the Broncos game? It was an awesome performance. Five touchdown passes in the first half. Uh, you were on a lot of kickoffs that oh, yeah. uh, first half, right? Uh, yeah, um, you know, a lot, a lot of determination in that game. Uh, we wanted to be different from the last time we played them, and uh, we wanted to uh, basically make an example, set set a statement in the uh, playoff, you know, so we could just stay on fire and keep keep it moving. So we wanted to set a statement for the next team we play. Do you think playing them a second time helped, given their, uh, shall we say, unusual? Offense with yeah, Tim Tebow. Yeah, it helped a lot. Uh, you know, we, we weren't. It's a lot of things that they did in the game. We never uh, experienced the whole year, and it's like one of the only teams that run that type of offense. So playing them a take time definitely helps. Okay, now moving forward to the present. Uh, it's been about nine days since you beat the Ravens. Uh, Super Bowl week is really kicking in here, obviously with Media Day. What, what have the past nine days been like for you? I'm busy practicing. Uh, it was a normal week last week. Uh, like we were preparing for a game on Sunday, and um, we, we basically traveled on Sunday to come here. And um, you know, we had a practice yesterday, a pretty good practice, and you know, just taking in the media day. So you know, you take take it a day at a time, and just soak in the whole experience, and you know, just have fun. That's great, and uh, so it must feel like you've uh, close to reaching the mountaintop. You got to win on obviously yeah. Sunday, but you're here for first time in your nine-year career. Uh, what are your What are your final thoughts as we uh, wrap it up here? Uh, you know, just got to go to work. I'm, I'm ready, ready to play this game. You know, just got to go to work, and I mean, go to work and uh, prepare to win. Well, best of luck, Tracy. As always, uh, you're our favorite on All Around Sports. This is at least the third time we will have had you on. So uh, appreciate your time. Best of luck on Sunday. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was Patriots special team star Tracy White. And if you're looking for uh, uh, a name you may not be uh, overly familiar with as far as uh, Pro Bowl status, uh, but someone who might make a play, could be Tracy White, especially on Sunday. Uh, he is one of the best special teams players in the league. And uh, keep your eye on number 58. Very, very capable. And uh, as we know in Super Bowls, often it's players like Tracy who uh, come up big. Uh, another really interesting connection back to 07 as we started our show with uh, when the Giants beat the Patriots. Larry Izzo. Talk about special team stars. Larry Izzo is one of the all-time greats. And here's what Coach Bill Belichick had to say about special teams star Larry Izzo. Great job. He was. Uh, he had great leadership as our special teams captain uh, with the younger players and even with the veteran players for that matter. You know, his example of, of toughness, dependability, preparation, um, he, he did an outstanding job. I mean, of all the special team players that I've ever been around, he certainly would be at the top in terms of not only performance and production, but uh, leadership, dependability, and, and total understanding of the kicking game. So, I'm sure he, he's done a great job as a coach. I, I can totally see that. And why, you might ask, uh, do I have Bill Belichick talking about Larry Izzo? Well, one, because we just had Tracy White on and uh, a couple of special teams stars. But more importantly, uh, Larry Izzo is now an assistant coach with the Giants. Larry Izzo is in a Patriots uniform on the Super Bowl in 07 and experienced that loss uh, that he and no one else will ever get over uh, associated with the Patriots. And Larry's also a friend of a uh, friend of the show. I've had him on uh, when I was a uh, 
co-host with Lemont Williams. I've also written an article on Larry, interviewed him for Armchair General Magazine, huge in the, into the military. So here's what Larry Izzo had to say about now being a coach on the Giants after playing with the Patriots. We were, and we have a chance to win a Super Bowl, and you don't get it done. It's disappointing, and it was, uh, you know, it was, you could put it right up there with, uh, you know, some of the worst days that you've had in, in your life, but at the end of the day, it's not life and death. You know, like my, you know, my dad's passing was the worst day. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. So it was disappointing. It was a, we had a great team. We were outplayed that day, and and uh, we didn't get it done. And give the credit to the Giants that day because they they really played a hell of a game and beat us. And so. Anytime you go to the Super Bowl and lose it, people, it's kind of been said before, it's, it's as disappointing as it can get, you know? But, uh, you know, that's the motivation for this game is wanting to win, not trying to make up for something that happened four years ago, you know? We want to win, they want to win. That's, that's, that's all of that is. That's the only thing that's, you know, the same. We just both want to win the game. Now, whoever goes out and plays the best is the team that's going to win. And that, four years ago, they played the best game, and they beat us. Is there anybody else in the same position as you, Larry, that was with the Patriots? Yeah, there's a lot of connections. You look at Pepper Giants. Johnson played for the Giants. Right. Bill worked with the Giants. You know, Mike Pope was the coach in New England. I mean, Coughlin's got connections up there. I mean, there's a lot of connections on both sides. You know, the two organizations are intertwined a lot. And I think that's, you know, you can see the makeups of the teams are similar as far as a lot of the qualities that they look for in their football team as far as being tough, physical, smart, playing the game in a similar way. And both have quarterbacks that are, are exceptional and are, are, you know, lead their teams out there. And so the similarities, there's a, there's a lot more than just like me being, you know, there's a lot of guys that have ties to both sides. So. I remember when they used to scrimmage at Bryan College mm -hmm. at Patriots training camp every year. Mm -hmm. and, uh... Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. It's the revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Zeiss. This week on the show will be Lucas Cochran, the all-around winner of the Kansas Monster Buck Classic with a score of 242 net. We'll also have 10-year-old Allison Wright, Keaton Hawker, and Carla Schartz. Plus, we'll have Cat Daddy, Unpro Shansworth, and Tim Jones of Knox Wildlife Blends. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. 
That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And out here on Radio Row in Indianapolis, and uh, with us is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. Barry, how are you? John, I'm terrific. How are you doing? It's, uh, I understand it's, uh, it's quite a scene there on Radio Row today. I am, Barry. I have a little a week, but Friday is the absolute peak day, and Friday afternoon is the, the peak part of the peak day. So, uh, you know, former everywhere and it's just absolute chaos controlled chaos i'll call it uh so it's it's a wonderful day we're very fortunate to be here voice america we have a table here on radio row along with hundreds well many dozens of other radio stations from across america and uh it's quite a sight to see barry well we may have to sacrifice some uh connection uh issues technology but uh, just for the good of being here, and uh, I'm literally uh, a couple Indiana Pacers cheerleaders just walked by the table. So, uh, Barry, tell us what the perspective is in New York for the game. It's uh, fascinating out here, to say the least. What are you seeing back in New York? Yeah, I, I think that there's, you know, the, the Giants have, have, have done a lot of, uh, not a lot, but they've done enough talking uh, this week to, to you know, make some people uncomfortable. I don't know. I, I think they're just a very confident team. I mean, we've, we've seen this confidence kind of rise ever since they, they beat the Jets in that, in that pivotal game at the Meadowlands, just kind of, kind of you know, snowballing from there, kind of becoming a, kind, of, kind of a monster. And I don't know. I, I, I think you know, some people are concerned about it. I'm not really. I just think they're very confident. And, um, you know, I, I think some of the talk, you know, especially from the – Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, saying yesterday how he felt that, you know, the last time they played the Patriots that, you know, Tom Brady saw, you know, was, saw, you know, ghosts and goblins or, or whatever or whatever the terminology was. He was reacting to pressure that wasn't there and throwing the ball to the ground, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I, I, I just think that they're a very loose, very confident group from everything we've seen, um, you know, leading up to this game. That's not going to change. And, you know, they think they're going to win. Obviously, they think, of course they think they're going to win. The Patriots think they're going to win, too. You know, if you've come this far, any team, no matter who they are, if you've come to Super Bowl Sunday not thinking you're going to win, well, you know, what the heck are you doing there then? I mean, you know, a lot of the questions asked these guys, you know, are you confident? Are you going to win? Of course they're confident. Of course they think they are. So that doesn't really surprise me too much. I, and I, I still think it's going to be a very competitive game that hasn't changed. I do think the Giants will win. I, I think the, the the difference is going to be um, their ability to play on that fast track uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, with Cruz and Nix and Manningham and, and Eli. And you know, I'm sure that that uh, Bill Belichick will, will try to cook something up to combat that. Uh, I expect that he will, and I'm sure the Giants expect that too. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I just. I, I see it going the Giants' way at the end. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, SI, Sports Illustrated, has picked the Giants to win. And um, every year, uh, the folks at EA Sports do a, um, a simulation uh, on the Madden video game. And uh, and they had the Giants winning on a last-second field goal as, as time expired by Lawrence Tyne. So, you know, I, I think everything we see is points to a very close, very competitive, very hard-fought game. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I think, you know... Uh, when we talk about this game next week, I think the words instant classic, you know, may, may, be, uh, may be used here. Um, yeah, I mean, if it, would, if it wouldn't, let's put it this way, it wouldn't shock me if the Patriots won because they're a great team. Brady's a great quarterback. They've been there before, obviously, many times. Um, but I, I just feel it going the Giants' way. But if it goes the other way, it wouldn't be a shock. I, I just, I, I think the point I just want to make is I just feel it's going to be and, you know, when you talk to anybody about it, that seems to be the prevailing uh, conventional wisdom, and I would agree with that. It's just going to be a very great, very close, very competitive game, and it may go right down the wire, and 
who knows? It may be the first Super Bowl that we see overtime. And wouldn't that be exciting? So, yeah, I, I don't think anyone is going to be, be disappointed by this game. I, I think it's going to be a great one. It will be a great one. Uh, and just to set the scene for you, Barry, and our listeners, uh, standing within 10 feet of we, me as we speak, uh, over my right shoulder is Frank Caliendo from Fox Sports doing a live interview with the New York Station, creating a little more noise than we'd like in the background. And then uh, about five feet to the left of Frank is Kurt Schilling, who uh, has been really within about 20, 30 feet of me for the past hour or two, he, he cannot move more than two feet without being approached by yet another media station wanting to do an interview. It's just been nonstop, but if anybody is up to the task of nonstop interviews, and he has been for the past two hours, it is certainly Kurt Schilling. So it's uh, just since our show started at one o'clock, I'm here 35, 40 minutes ago. Radio Row, as I said uh, at the top of the show, is just increasing dramatically the crowd. It's uh, from now till about 5 p.m. is when the stars of stars will come in, usually like Joe Montana, Adam Sandler, and the like. So uh, it, it's quite a scene. But Barry, uh, you know, the people out here, it, it's a role reversal. You know, the, everybody thinks the Giants are going to win despite what Vegas says, favoring the Patriots by three. And uh, it's pretty fascinating, to say the least. Uh, you know, it, it, again, complete role reversal. The Giants, uh, I, I think, you know, from a Patriot perspective, I think that's good. The Giants play better when they're underdogs, and uh, and certainly the Patriots play better when, the, when they have that us-against-the-world approach back, like when they won three Super Bowls. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, from, from everything that we're, we're hearing and everything we're saying, uh, you know, people, you know, if you listen to people that, that you know, are, are, are on the inside with the Patriots, you know, they'll tell you that, that Brady's very hungry, that you know, the, the, the loss uh, of the Super Bowl four years ago still still eats at him, and, and Belichick, too. So, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a very weird situation to, to, to be uh, in a game where, you know, Tom Brady has something to prove. I mean, that, that, that seems ridiculous. But in this case, I, I think you can make, uh, you know, you, you can say that, you know, of any game that Brady perhaps has ever played. I mean, you know, his, his legacy is airtight, and that's not, that's not going to change. But, you know, I think he's, you know, he's a competitor. And as, we, and as we discussed last week on the program, I mean, he's still, he's still got that, that hunger. And, you know, uh, uh, other guys who would have what he has, you know, the, you know, the supermodel wife and, and the family and the lifestyle and all that, um, you know, some guys might 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 be, you know, what I've got, I've got it all. He doesn't seem to have it. He, he just seems to be hungry. All the time. He said he still has that intensity, and he every week, and and then that that's not going to change anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, if, if there's if there's anybody that that you know has a you know, has a chip on their shoulder, it's the Patriots, it's the Giants. I mean, the Giants seem very loose, very confident. You know, they're having fun. They're, they seem to be really enjoying Super Bowl week. But, you know, and, and, you know, Tom Coughlin is such a button-down guy that, you know, normally that would be a concern. But you know, even he doesn't seem concerned. I mean, he was asked about that. He said, well, you know what? I, I, I'm confident that with this group, when it comes time to you know, get down to business, when it time, comes time to go to work, they'll go to work. They've been doing it all year, and that's not going to stop anytime soon either. So, and, you know, there's plenty of guys on that team. I believe there's 14 that were there uh, the Super Bowl four years ago. So there's plenty of. Of, bet, of Super Bowl veterans to impart that uh, that thought on the younger guys. So uh, I don't see, I, I don't really see the and, offense thing being. Uh, I believe we actually have a soundbite from Tom Coughlin uh, talking about the Patriots and what his thoughts are facing them on Sunday. So uh, why don't we cue that up? There's a lot to be concerned about. Um, their defense is playing much better. They have outstanding special teams, a great kicking game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Welker back there on punt return, so you know they put more emphasis on that as well. Our field position will be huge in this game. Uh, and, of course, their offense is extremely explosive. They scored all kinds of points this year. They've won 10 in a row since we left up there. Uh, so there's an awful lot to be concerned about. Internet 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And back on the line with us is Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. And uh, Barry, um, we're getting a lot of play here, uh, obviously, with the doctors clearing Peyton Manning to play. And then Irsay, Jim Irsay twittering that uh, the Colts hadn't cleared him. What's uh, what, what are you hearing back in New York on that story? Just to give it a non-Indianapolis perspective. Well, I, I think that you know this. It, it's funny because you know when the, when this uh, about a few days ago when Verse uh, and uh, Peyton Manning both said, you know what they 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 kind of you know there was this kind of going back and forth, and then they said, you know, we're both on the same page, and this is the last time we're going to talk about it. But it seems like everybody just keeps continuing to talk about it, and Peyton. He's talked about it, and, you know. Uh, it's it's unfortunate that you kind of you kind of knew this was there was a good chance of this happening. I mean, obviously the game's being played in Peyton's town, and you know Peyton's brother is quarterback in the Giants, obviously. So you know, I, I don't think it was really Peyton's intention to keep this going because obviously he wants uh, you know he wants to focus on you know the family aspect and focus on Eli, focus on the Giants, focus on the game. And I think I think the league is getting very uncomfortable with this going back and forth, back and forth, and. Um, you know, uh, the news yesterday that, uh, you know, hey, there's a, the, the doctor, two doctors have cleared Peyton to play, but it was really odd that the, the Colts felt the need to respond to that late last night, saying that, hey, you know what, we, we, we haven't cleared them, so really nothing's changed. So it's, it's, it's a very, very peculiar dynamic, and I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we, we touched on this last week. Uh, Peyton, it's, it's quite possible Peyton has played his last game as a Colt because I, I just it, it, they're, if they they have the first pick, especially uh, if they and of course they're going to take uh, Andrew Luck with that first pick. You know, I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. So um, you know this, this may be a way for them for the Colts by saying you know what we still haven't cleared Peyton to play. This may be a way for the Colts to extricate themselves from. You'll have to pay uh, Peyton a twenty-eight million dollar uh, contract uh, if if they if they keep them. Um, you know, a business move, obviously, and I think you know Peyton would be the first one to understand that. You know, it would hurt, but you know, if Peyton is healthy, and they, you know, apparently that's still a question mark. If Peyton is healthy, if he is, I would expect him to play somewhere next season. If he's healthy, I mean, how could how could you not have not well, be interested in Peyton Manning if you need a quarterback? You know, so. I would expect him to play somewhere if he's healthy, but that that seems to be a very, uh, a very questionable topic right now. Well, Barry, thank you for that perspective. And uh, yeah, again, you get lost out here with uh, everything that's going on. There's so much going on, you can't keep up with it. And uh, 
Just a couple of highlights as Deion Sanders, one of the newest Hall of Famers, walks by the Voice America booth here. Um, and Vanilla Ice is about 20 feet to my right. It's pretty cool. I actually came by and gave a really big hello. Uh, appears to be a nice guy. But uh, a couple of the highlights, I went to the Madonna press conference yesterday and... Uh, You know, I, I've learned, I mean, our basic business is a business where we're a company I started in the early 90s. We do business in 91 countries in the world. And I, if we used a normal corporate structure, we would never be able to do business properly. And, you know, you have to build an organization around the talent you have. You know, over after being exposed to Bill, first three to four years as a head coach, I was quite comfortable letting him have more and more autonomy because in any business, we think long. And we want people who are, especially in the age of the salary cap, if you have a coach who's only going to be there two, three years, and they're signing people and committing a cap, you know, you have a cap with a limited budget, then they're not accountable. They can leave you with a mess. But I was comfortable in my relationship with Bill that he'd be with us for the long term and uh, so I was willing to give him the autonomy and then also our whole league is geared towards everyone being eight and eight and mediocrity so that if you do well you get a harder schedule you draft at a at the high end so you don't get the right talent so the only way you can sustain success is if you encourage your managers to be bold uh, take risks, do things, and if it doesn't work out, you don't Monday morning quarterback. And a perfect example this year, and I'm very proud of our organization, is the drafting of Marcus Cannon, who really would have gone much higher than he did, but he had cancer, he went through chemo, and now he's uh, been a great performer. And I'm just singling him out, not against other players, but just as an example of the decision that was discussed and we said it was worth the risk. And the thing that comes to me more than anything is how what happened with Brady. I mean, every team spends millions of dollars and we got these football gurus who think they know everything and sometimes they have trouble talking to common folk like all of us. You know, how it's it's like rocket science, but I sat there in draft day 2000 and saw every team that spends millions of dollars let Brady go by on the board. I remember Bill saying in the fifth round, wow, that's too much value up there. And we, you know, we had three great quarterbacks at the time. And then the sixth round came, and he was still there, and I think, I think we had two picks. I think we took him with the second, our second six-round pick, which is the 199th pick. And right now, what I've seen in the NFL, and I've been watching it since I was a Giant fan before the Patriots were created, and I've been a Patriot fan for over 50 years now. I've been to every, you know, Tom Brady is my favorite player the number one quarterback that I've seen. And I hope we close the order this week. Uh, we've got a tough time to do it. But what it showed me is that these football rules, you know, they, they can't measure here and here. They can do the um, uh, statistics on, you know, the things that everyone can see. But the key to life when you want to excel in something, whether it's your life partner or businesses, you got to be able to see things that other people can't see. And so it's a long-winded answer to saying why we've granted Bill a lot of autonomy because he's earned it. In most businesses, we want checks and balances. Well, Mr. You know, I never thought of it in those terms because you, you don't think of this big, vast collection of people. Because I mean, part of it is, you know, weaving in your partners. So it's, you're having a conversation where you're
Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And Bill Romanowski standing to my right. But anyway, back to Indy. Uh, and it's basically facing stands, uh, as in grandstand. And then uh, the track is thinner than you would right on the brick. Basically, these are facing, facing grandstands. So the track is thin, not even the half the width of a football field and I can only imagine what the sound must be like. I was literally on the fifth floor of what's known as the Pagoda uh, right at the finish line which is where they of course uh, uh, control the race from. So just an awesome awesome place. Uh, in fact one of the more overwhelming sports venues I've ever been to in my life. It was completely empty but someday I want to get back and actually attend an Indy 500 again day everybody says it's something to behold but anyway Barry I knew that was the kind of thing that you would immensely enjoy uh, hearing about and uh, so yeah so tell me a little bit more about uh, you know the confidence level on the streets of New York City what are you what are you hearing back there like I said I mean I, I just think that, this, that I think giant fans are confident I think the team is confident and uh, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, I just don't don't see a scenario where they're going to come out and get get, uh, you know, fall behind quickly or you know uh, by by a substantial margin. You know, I just think it's going to be. A, I think the Giants respect the Patriots. I don't think there's any disrespect involved, but I just think they're just. You know, some people might think there might be some games gamesmanship going on, but I, I I just think they're just a confident bunch of guys, and you know, I don't think it, it's bordering on cockiness, but. I really wouldn't go go so far as to say they're arrogant or anything like that. I, I don't see that. I, I see a bunch of guys that that have been through the wars. Uh, you know, obviously they've had their ups and downs this year. Kyle's uh, inconsistency, uh, losing to a couple bad teams this year. I mean, getting struck by the Redskins, losing to the Seahawks. You know, games that they really should have won at least two out of three. Uh, but that said, I mean, you know, a lot of parallels to the 2000 game. You know, getting hot at the right time. You know, making a nice run through the playoffs. You know, beating uh, beating Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know a big key too is uh, you know will the will the Giants uh, offensive line be able to stop Vince Wolfork? I mean, you know, it's such a load, and he can you know just occupy so many people, and he can just uh, kind of turn things around by himself. He's just that powerful, that that, that big an influence. Just just a a huge guy, so you know that that could be an issue. Um, I think the really the only time that Eli was really uh, battered around was against the 49ers uh, last week, so well, two or two weeks ago. Um, you know, it's very rare that you, you wind up seeing uh, Eli on his back as much uh, as against the 49ers game, but they really got to him, and it's you know obviously the Patriots are going to try to do the same, and the Giants will try to do the same with Tom Brady as well. I, I think for both teams, the key be the offensive line play, whether they'll be able to protect their respective quarterbacks, because that, I think, will be kind of the uh, the tipping point uh, for both teams. You know, if Brady has time to... And Barry, you mentioned quarterbacks. Yeah. We have a little sound that I collected on Tuesday from Eli Manning at Media Day, talking mm -hmm. about his receivers. Why don't we take a listen here? Receivers understand, um, you know, I hold, I hold a meeting with them. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to be their, their coach. Their, their receiver coach does a great job getting them, uh, you know, well well prepared for games. I just like to, you know, get them in a meeting, show a few looks, and just, you know, kind of get to talk to, with them for, you know, 20, 25 minutes uh, just to, you know, and I think they appreciate it. I said I'm not trying to, you know, 
coach you up. I'm just trying to get you touchdowns. I'm trying to get you catches. And I think that, you know, when I, when I tell them that, that's what uh, makes them want to come to that meeting. I'm just trying to, you know, show them something, give them some looks. Uh, so when, when the game time comes, they're they're 100% prepared. We're on the same page. And uh, we don't miss opportunities to hit big plays. And that was Eli Manning talking about uh, uh, how he works with his wide receivers who just think the world of him. And one of the things that has come across on uh, Tuesday was how highly they think of Eli Manning. And he is just like taking it to the next level, both on the field and in the locker room. Be headed to the Hall of Fame, to put it mildly. Now, some of the other uh, highlights of this week out here in Indy have been uh, the weather. Absolutely spectacular. Every day has been sunny, 50s. And uh, again, just a total payback for the debacle in Dallas, as I like to call it, last year, where uh, bad weather's bad enough, uh, but having a city that can't handle it makes it even worse. And Dallas dropped the ball big time, but Indianapolis is just uh, totally, totally putting on a wonderful show. And Barry, are you still are you back with us yet, Barry? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And uh, you know, it's funny. I was I was going to ask you about that. That uh, you know, the whole uh, from from all accounts. I mean, you know, you're out there. You know, uh, seeing everything firsthand. Uh, I, I'm hearing that uh, Indianapolis is putting on a great show, and it's it, it's nice that the, the league. I'm sure the, the league feels a lot better about that, given uh, everything that happened at last year's Super Bowl. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm told they're doing. Quite a, the league's doing a great job, but the city's doing a great job, and everybody's, everybody's having a great time this week. Well, Barry, as I said, you know, the weather is great, uh, and probably a little better than our connection has been. It's a little tricky doing a uh, show from Radio Row as well as, uh, uh, you know, hooking us all up. But, hey, we're, we're doing our best here to make it happen for you and just bring it to you live from Indianapolis and... Uh, yeah, so again, the city has just been spectacular, and uh, if I had to pick right now, I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, the NFL chooses to come back to Indianapolis and uh, and put on put on another Super Bowl here. Uh, you know, Roger Goodell was asked the question. He said he'll have to wait and see how it goes, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Based on where we're at on Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, if Roger Goodell had to decide right now, I have no doubts he would pick Indy to have another Super Bowl. And this is another, this is a bit of a warm-up, if you will, for, uh, no pun intended, for uh, for when uh, the Super Bowl is going to be. Uh, next year's in New Orleans, by the way. But the, So this is a real big, you know, cold weather dry run shall we say and uh again out here the the key phrase is embrace the cold they've done that again not so cold but it's really been uh you know it's really enjoyable and uh everybody's just had a great time out here so uh again barry i want to thank you for joining us today on the show wonderful to have you as always and uh it's just been wonderful reporting here live from Radio Row. It's a all-around sports first. We are in the center of the sports interview universe, and we're literally at the epicenter of that center right here on Radio Row. And uh, I'm not going anywhere for a couple hours. Uh, again, to my immediate right, within literally five feet of me, is Troy Brown and LeVar Arrington. And... Uh, Again, it doesn't get better than any better than this. I'm honored. Thank you all again for listening.